welcome back. It's time once again to grab your board and swim out into the sea of ideas and see if we can't catch that sales pipeline as it starts to uh, curl up over the horizon. With the man with the curly hair today here, it's uh, Matt Hines. <laughs> curly hair. Are you judging my beard here? What is- I am. I, there's some curls in there. I a little, little uh, looking a little exotic, looking a little uh, coronavirus, been uh, locked in the house too much here uh, look to it. Well, you know, you figure, why not? It's just um, it's one less thing to have to worry about. Usually I will put on a, uh, a reasonable shirt for Zoom meetings today. I said, screw it. I'm wearing, a, <laughs> as you see, I've got my Wrigley Field t-shirt on. There I can't you watch go. baseball, but I can wear it for now. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. And, uh, you know, my our guest today is similarly follically challenged, although I, I use that term as kind of kind of in a joking way. But, like, I tell you what, man, this haircut is the best it's so easy <laughs> it just takes a couple minutes a day um i haven't bought a bought shampoo in years you just do soap up there man you don't need anything on the shampoo well and right. i'm wondering if we shouldn't all go this way because we're trying to get ourselves as uh you know a clean as possible no place that germs can gather dust can gather germs can gather and grow and maybe this is the new look that we should all adopt here I don't know. All I know is I am grateful to have a job, to have this radio show, to Paul have you in my life, and to continue to, to bring joy and smiles to my face and the over 100,000 people that are listening to this show on a regular basis. Well, so I'm happy that. that we could bring your guest back, because the last time you had a homeschool emergency, the <laughs> bell went off, the uh, school was in lockdown, and the principal was required elsewhere, so we had to cancel the interview, and suddenly uh, you had to go be the disciplinarian well we could spend a whole another 25 minute show just on how bad heinz homeschool is going the joke that i've used that is not that far from the truth is that we got three kids in heinz homeschool two of them have asked to be transferred to another class and then one one of the teachers has been fired for drinking on the job um, oh, wow. and it's not that far from the truth unfortunately but let's get started thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. Very excited to have you here. Our numbers of people, Paul, that are listening live right now as I talk on the Funnel Media Radio Network continue to grow, and it's pretty exciting to see that. Also very excited uh, to have those of you joining us on the podcast. For those of you that are listening on demand, thank you so much for joining us. And every episode, if you like what you hear today with our guest, is uh, every episode, we've got over 200 now available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. Every week, we're featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today is no different. Appreciate Mike Schultz for joining us today, for joining us a second time. We're not going to have a homeschool emergency today. The door is locked. They're just going to deal with themselves for today. President of the Rain Group, Mike, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it, Matt. So how is your work from home, homeschool quarantine going over there? So my work from home and homeschool quarantine is actually going just fine we have offices around the world and we literally gave up our office because we were expanding our staff all around North America. We went virtual about six months ago. And so after 17 years of having a variety of offices in North America, we actually set up to work from home just before all of this happened. Wow. So I have a fire going outside. I played golf this morning. I already have a fire going and I came inside to have the most fun I'm going to have today with Matt Hines and his raggedy curly look. Folks, if you don't know it, whenever Matt doesn't have to see his parole officer, he just lets himself go. So it's only for a short period of time. Once the federal prisons open up, uh, Matt's going to be much more buttoned up than he is today. 
me and Paul Manafort currently confined to our homes and oversharing on Sales Pipeline Radio today. So, Mike, let's um, let's try to get back on rail here and then just talk about a little bit about sort of what you guys do and how that has changed, you know, over the course of the last couple months. I think, you know, you guys have been, and if you're not following Rain Group and you're doing anything related to B2B sales, you absolutely have to follow these guys. Great sales training, leadership development. Their content is phenomenal. Just check out their blog and their content alone is fantastic. We've had them as guest posts on our blog numerous times. What have you seen the last couple of months that have shifted? It feels like, you know, the selling continues, but the venue and format in which we are improving sales performance has changed. What are you seeing? Yeah, for sure. You know this one, two salespeople walk into a bar. No, they didn't because that's illegal. You can't walk into a bar right now. So you can't even do your two salespeople walk into a bar (laughs) joke anymore. It's a pretty wild difference, especially for the folks who are used to pressing the flesh, being on planes, driving to meetings, having meetings, having people come to their office, doing strategic account sessions, being on site. Of course, we have all been using some virtual technology to one extent or another if we're in uh, complex sales and we're in B2B complex sales because that's how it goes. But there has been a bit of a forced choice over the past six, seven weeks where people have no option. And to some extent and to varying degrees, people are really struggling with it. So it hasn't really changed that much for us. I mean, we're a training company. You might think, well, we're travel dependent and event dependent. And we are to an extent because a lot of people in live training can be very powerful, but we've been doing virtual training for years. So for us, it doesn't make that much of a difference from a delivery perspective because we had everything ready to go and we just transitioned our clients. But probably the biggest thing is trying to figure out this virtual selling thing. And it's really a, it's really a challenge for some folks um, from both the technical perspective and the setup perspective, but also a rhythm and an interaction yeah. and just how am I supposed to do my job differently and be differently right now? And uh, people are lost. And so a lot of our conversations, a lot of our client work has, whether it's shifted in the core content that we're delivering, not necessarily, uh, although we're doing quite a lot of just how to do virtual selling now, that's been a bit of a flood. Fortunately, we have that all ready to go. So we've been doing that quite a bit. But every conversation is about, okay, how do I do this virtual? That's really probably the biggest shift. Well, you mentioned a couple of things that I think are important to talk about relative to like how people continue to sell remotely. Because quite frankly, the value prop you bring isn't necessarily different just because you're not in person. You know, because you can't see someone at a trade show doesn't mean you can't still talk to them. We have video conferencing available. And so even most of the time we're doing these recordings on Skype, I don't necessarily get to see the person I'm speaking to. In this case, you do. So I'm looking at you. I'm seeing the lake behind you. Like I, a couple of people have told me, like you build credibility by walking in and seeing what's in the walls and asking people about the things they care about. So I could ask about the fire you mentioned, the boat behind you, all these things. But you were mentioned talking about sort of rhythm. I'm thinking about discipline and accountability. What are the things people need to be aware of that might be a slippery slope that could impact their productivity in this new environment? Well, you hit on two of the five things that are really different when it comes to virtual selling. So if you want to know at least the things that we've seen that are let's call it, you know, a five out of five different is one, managing yourself. So you said a rhythm and accountability perspective. There is a forced intensity and focus when you have an 11 o'clock meeting at a client site, when you're prepping to get on a plane for a big delivery, sort of all your focus is on that. But when you wake up in the morning, 
and you might have a couple of virtual calls, a lot of guys are just floating. So their ability both to manage themselves when they are not in an office, when they don't have their peers all around them, sort of with the buzz of energy and going to the conference rooms and the people walking by and seeing your screens, when you're kind of by yourself in your bat cave, it's just a very different feel. And a lot of folks are also not feeling particularly motivated because there's a sense of grief and loss in the world right now. And a lot of people are selling into companies where they literally, the buyers are saying, glad I have my job, but I certainly don't have a budget. So this sort of motivation, focus, and self-accountability is one. I'm going to go through the other four areas, but I'm not going to explain them, but we can set them up. Two, how you manage meetings is different. Three, how you set up and build relationships is very different. Four, you said selling hasn't fundamentally changed, but how you make the case, that you make the case of do this, not that. Do it this way, not that, because it's going to make a big impact. How you get people to make decisions and how you get them to choose you, wildly different. And then the fifth thing is more about management, which is how do I actually manage a team that is completely distributed that is also going through this kind of major change selling into environment that is somewhere between not so great to icy. That's super helpful. And I imagine more detail on a lot of those topics. And of course, we're not going to be able to get into all of it here today with our time restrictions, but uh, your new book, Virtual Selling, available for pre-order on the website, uh, rainsalestraining.com, along with other books you've published, Rain, Making Conversations, Insight Selling. Folks, do your little favor, go to the website, tons of resources, research, webinars, blog posts. These guys do a great job when it comes to content. What are you seeing from organizations that have been traditionally in-person sellers, right? Because I think we've got an increasing number of people that are inside sales where they may not be in their bullpen or with their peers, but they're doing it from home. And so the, the motions haven't changed. You've got people that are field sales reps, but really do spend most of their time in a home office and they're, but they're still working those named accounts. Then you have like, we've talked to a number of companies that are in manufacturing, pharmaceuticals, and they're like, they're road warriors. They're used to being not just in front of a prospect, but also in front of a prospect with samples, with physical materials. Mm-hmm. what's your advice for them that's more than just sort of the discipline you also are trying to replace things in a physical environment that aren't as easy to do remote yeah so let's talk about some of the people that have traditionally done the press the flesh selling there's manufacturing as you mentioned in pharmaceuticals but there's also professional services what about all the accountants that go to the networking event and shake hands and what about all the people that go to conferences sometimes mm-hmm. every other week And they're just sort of pretend to be drinking while they're drinking their seltzers because they got to work for 14 hours, except for the ones drinking not seltzers and they just kind of crash out, but they don't know what to do. And as well, even things like if you go to the corporate office to visit a client or to make a sales call and it's at two o'clock, what time do you show up? 155. Well, it depends if you need to get into the high rise and if you need to plug in because you're doing a presentation but let's say you know you get there and someone comes down to the desk to take you up. You have the elevator ride up to chat. Then you plug in and you're saying hello. And then you say, great, we have six or seven minutes. You have 155 because you don't want to look too eager, of course. Mm-hmm. But let's say you just don't want to be late and you want to have your hour with the hour. And then they say, great, we have uh, six, seven minutes before we get started. Let's walk down and get you coffee. You have 15 minutes for that rapport. If you have a web call, what time does the web call start? 202. Right, right on time. It's two yeah. o'clock. It starts 202. And then everyone says, great. Everybody's here. I guess we'll get going. How do you right. even have the in-room rapport when someone else says, great, everyone's here. Let's get going. 
and it's just it's a just a wildly different feel. So there's a lot of uh, I'm going to call it perky jerkiness. It's very contrived. A certain amount of deer in the headlights, but especially the folks that are used to networking and having breakfast, lunches, and dinners, they're kind of at a loss for what to yeah. do. So those are the things that we're seeing. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what I've, what we've seen people do and what we're encouraging folks is that, you know, whatever you would normally do in a remote situation, level up communication channel with an extra level of sort of, I guess, I guess either visuals or audio or something that allows you to make a better connection with that prospect. If you were going to do make a phone call, do it as a video call. If you were going to send an email, maybe record a video of you sort of sharing something with that prospect, do something to sort of maintain some version of eye contact, some version of sort of getting to see you. And you really also have to double down on finding other reasons and other avenues to sort of build that rapport and find out interesting things about people, such as we are both bald. Matt is home from prison. You have a lake behind you. There's a fire down somewhere that hopefully is is not going out of control. You're not on a boat that's streaming by that someone's about to go skiing on and you're still doing this, but you said you were enjoying us. That's great. Paul, we have to take a break. I know we are wildly uh, waving your arms. We will be right back. More with Mike Schultz on Sales Pipeline Radio. CMOs and marketing leaders have the increasingly complex task of effectively communicating marketing's value to their CEO and board. And as today's markets face growing uncertainties, the need for clear, consistent, and predictable communication will only continue to grow. How do they do it? Read the new research report on marketing's role in the boardroom from Drift, G2, and Heinz Marketing. Get it now at drift.com slash alignment. That's drift, D-R-I-F-T dot com slash alignment. All right, let's head back to Matt and his guest. And before we do, I'm going to ask one quick question of your guest here. Will coronavirus really permanently change anything? to that are you, are you seeing any changes in that as well yeah so so there's a question of the the sort of post coronavirus still in the immediate kind of shock period of what is spending going to happen the economy is still closed for the most part in a lot of places and a lot of people have fear so there's a certain amount of i might not be buying right now but if buyers are saying only 26 percent of sellers are listening to me that has nothing to do with the current environment. Certainly they may or may not be purchasing and depending upon the industry, they are, but it's just these core things that sellers aren't doing well. But I think from an environment perspective, yes, we are seeing a lot of buyers saying that sellers are approaching them poorly, leading with the COVID-19 thing. When we were originally talking about this podcast, we're gonna talk about integrity and selling and showing empathy. A lot of sellers are just hitting the prospecting hard because they're afraid for their jobs. And buyers just think that they're complete doofuses when they reach out. Just a couple more minutes here with our guest today on Sales Pipeline Radio, uh, Mike Schultz from Rain Group. I'm curious, Mike, you've been in lockdown for a little while, maybe a little. We think in Washington, California, West Coast, we went down a little bit earlier. But now as you kind of get used to this new normal, what's something that you like about what how you're working today that you hope to continue no matter what the new normal looks like? And what's something that you don't miss from your old normal that you hope is no longer part of your new normal? Well, interestingly for us, we got rid of our office about six months ago. So we went virtual just before everyone went virtual. So if you look behind me, you mentioned that there's a lake and literally people are jet skiing by. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to go to the office because it makes me feel better to work here. And I like my family and have two little kids and I get to see them all the time. 
and yet I can close myself off in my office. So I don't miss the commutes. I don't miss the driving. And we just wrote this book on virtual selling, which is actually up on Amazon right now, pre-order. So we wrote this book on virtual selling, but we also recently wrote a book on being productive and being able to focus in a time of crisis. Because my wife and I went through some personal things. We, we lost a son a few years ago after a very long, very long illness. And we literally lived at the hospital with them for the better part of seven years. And I ran Rain Group from a, a pediatric cardiac intensive unit sometimes for months on end. So the question is, how do you care for your family and deal with the crisis? And how do you also maintain your life while bad things are happening around you? That's something that, for me, what's good about this situation, I know it's going to sound really weird, is this isn't the worst thing that happened to me. Unfortunately, my family is healthy right now, and my extended family is healthy. We don't have anyone suffering from COVID-19. In a weird way, and I know it's an odd way to answer the question, I feel blessed to be able to have a job and to be able to be with my family and to have my family healthy, even with all the craziness going around me, there's just, just a lot of gratitude. So that's something that I appreciate about right now. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I, mean, I think there's a lot that we can put in perspective. Um, you know, we face headwinds all the time in our lives and in our business, and some are harder than others, and some feel sort of more prescient or more personal than others. Boy, you know, I know, um, you know, at some point here, we're going to have an opportunity to go back normal. And I think you know, at some point, boarding events with fans in the seats will be back. At some point, we'll have the opportunity to go back into the field and do face-to-face field selling. I imagine there's some of that that won't go back to the old normal, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, that there will be advances here. Do you see that some companies and their sales organizations that may have traditionally been field sales teams will continue to do remote selling? Oh, I think that this is a tectonic shift, a seismic shift in how selling and buying is going to be done and how communications are going to be done. I think that it was happening already, that there was sort of an evolution towards this. And now I think that it has just gone from a 20 mile an hour jog towards it to a 90 mile an hour, no going back. And companies like McKinsey and Boston Consulting Group are actually studying buyers right now and studying sales leaders at large companies. And they're essentially saying that they're not going back there's both the interaction expectation kind of cultural shift that everyone's going to get used to this. Literally three or four years ago, people didn't want to click on video because I don't want people to see me. Now you expect it every call, every time, and you have to be camera ready no matter what. So there's that different feel shift, just a change of tastes. But the other thing is, is guys that could have five meetings a week can now have 12. And there's not necessarily a dip in production of how good those meetings are if the sellers can engage. It is going to be harder to sell, but for those people that can sort of get the medium down and get the rhythm of how to sell down, like those 12 meetings can result, it won't necessarily mean that I'm going to close fewer things. You could literally have twice the sales results. It's just a question of, of being able to actually succeed through the channel. Yep. Awesome. Love it. We're out of time. Unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up. Thank you so much to our guest today, Mike Schultz from the Rain Group. You can check them out at rainsalestraining.com. Lots of great new research they're putting out on a regular basis. Check out the new book, Virtual Selling. Get it on Amazon. 
and there are links to that on his website as well. We'll be back next week. We got a great lineup of guests coming up over the course of the next couple of months as we close out the spring, close out Q2, move to the second half of the year. On behalf of my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio. And with that, we wrap up another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio right here on the Funnel Radio channel for at work listeners like you.